Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 72nd episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna-Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, B.C., or online at meeples.ca. Mm-hmm. So, here we are. Um, it's been a couple weeks since our last recording, and we've been trying to do this weekly, and we had all the intentions of doing it a week ago, <laughs> but we had an absolute gong show going on uh here in west Kelowna, uh canada raging forest fire yes which is we're not i mean we're very used to that here which is kind of sad but um particularly where we are and we're in a an area of west Kelowna in a um very thick forested yeah surrounding um and it uh yeah this one was called the the mcdougall creek wildfire and it it uh erupted here uh, literally right outside our window here like not far from our house um a few days after recording our last episode and it was an absolute disaster um of a fire that yeah. uh, they say the the firefighters here went to absolute war oh they did it. such a good job so shout they out did. to them all the emergency workers yep. and the firefighters they did so such a good they've done they're still doing it still they're going. still fighting it that's the thing right yeah. now is it's it's they've such really an enormous job. fire oh yeah they've yeah. done a tremendous job um but it was a reality was a uh that we were packing up and um, ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah, we on alert, on <laughs> like order, on alert. Yeah, we're constantly off, off and on of alerts <laughs> and and you know trying to sleep through the night. Some nights was a little crazy and what like going out onto the road and getting the binoculars out and looking up to see if the fire is coming over or has progressed down the mountain any further towards us and all these things. So is it's been a wild time and we're still technically and we might even be on alert right now. I'm yeah, not sure. I haven't looked at the map today, but neither I. The fire keeps. Um, growing but the wind has been the big thing here and it's kind of pushed it away from our house but um it's uh, still ongoing it's smoke everywhere it's so smoky it's been um, so smoky. helicopters flying around it's just it, it's craziness but we dug out the microphone so we did literally have these microphones and computer and everything packed, packed it, uh, away go. uh in our bags we had five or six or eight bags of stuff to take um if we needed to and these microphones were in there so we just dug them out here because we, we have a window to do some recording and uh, we, th- we thought better do it now, right? It. <laughs> yeah. So because we don't know, like literally, we might get you know a call today to to pack up again here. So, um, yeah. So the wildfire craziness, but here we are. So we are doing a different thing with this episode. This one we're calling Devere Day yeah. because we are pitting three Devere games against each other. Uh, we are. Uh, starting off with Red Cathedral and then moving on to Luna Capital and then finishing off with Bamboo and trying to decide which one is the best of these um, and which, or which one we like the best. I was going to say, I didn't think we were putting them against each other. I, <laughs> we, we were I am. reviewing them all. <laughs> nope, pitting them against thought. each other. We are going <laughs> to review, re- review them, but only one of these can be the champion. Um, but yeah, we're going to do three, uh, three games, uh, all Devere games. And yeah, we're going to start off with the one that we played first. So we played this one just before the fire started. So this is the thing. Like we played these games uh, quite a bit, but it's been over like the last two weeks. And um, so it's been a, been a little bit since we actually played Red Cathedral. But because uh, usually when we review things like we've just played it and basically the three or four days leading up to it sort of sort of thing. And we'd still have it out on the table and whatever. So we're going to still review um, these as best we can, but we're not going to have the physical copy in front of us set up like we usually do um to help us kind of talk through it right so it should be a little interesting we have to go off of pictures and and stuff here so but let's start with what what are you laughing at 
you. <laughs> That's a long-winded explanation. Well, it's just usually it's a lot easier for me to explain these things they when I can... They can't see us anyway. <laughs> no, but I... It's, I know, but I can't... All you can't... folks who can't see that we usually have a game set up for in front of us, we're not going to have that this time. <laughs> That's the thing. Because it's like, for me, explaining things, it's a lot easier if I have it sitting right, right in front of me. Um, but, yeah, so bear with me. this is basically me. just setting them up for how not as great that's the what i mean explanation is going to be usually my explanations setting, are setting pretty them up good for failure is what we're doing yeah setting up for your failure yes yeah <laughs> so we'll see how this goes i do have pictures right here on on my phone though so let's see how we go here so this is yeah we're gonna start with red cathedral we played this a couple weeks back we played uh three four five maybe games of this um and um yeah do you want to do you want to read the um what, the theme here but the game, the game we're playing is Red Cathedral. Uh, it's designed by Isra C and Shay S. Art by uh, Chima Roman and Pedro Soto. And mm-hmm. again, obviously published by Devere, because that is the name of the game today. And let's just see, what's the best way? Well, there's a little thing here. I can read right off the box here. Sure. It says that, this rule book's a little bit different. So. Yeah. Czar Ivan the Terrible has ordered the construction of a cathedral in honor of his military victories. Many teams are builders, or many teams of builders will take part in the construction, but only one of them will stand out and gain the favor of the czar. So that's I, what we're doing here. I have a better description. It's actually oh. on the very front cover of the rule book, not on the inside okay. cover like it usually is. So, so what does that say? Here. Uh, in the mid-16th century, to commemorate his military victories, Tsar Ivan the Terrible ordered the construction of the temple that would become known as St. Basil's Cathedral. Its original design took several decades to complete, and many different teams took part in its construction. In, red, in the Red Cathedral, you will take on the role of a team of architects charged with building the cathedral. Each player will build different parts of the monument. Using your influence with the clergy and the different guilds of the city, you will attempt to earn more of the Tsar's favor than your rivals. When the work on the cathedral has been completed, the player who has earned the most prestige will be the winner! Yeah, that's basically what I said earlier, but just a little bit more, more in-depth. Um, but yeah, so we are building the Red Cathedral. And uh, so how does this game work? Um, there are there, three phases. Or not yeah, three but phases. First three off, different things you can do. Yeah, but first off, we have to... There's the, the, cathedral, the cathedral itself is cards. So depending on your uh, player count... Um, I'm going to interrupt you. What? We should say, um, with the exception of Luna Capital, mm-hmm. um, all of these games are like the the small, smaller box games. Yeah, so Luna Capital is a bit bigger. Luna Capital is a square and a little yeah. bit wider, but it's not like a big, big Cathedral. box. It's not like Batoku or no, um, no, no, no. But just Bamboo and Red Cathedral are the smaller rectangular boxes, yeah. and Luna Luna's just a little bit bigger. It's but more like a stout square box is Luna Capital, yeah. Yeah, but they are why we were doing these is because they were like the smaller, the big games in a small box. Mm-hmm. Is what we heard. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and they all, yeah, they all actually were pretty big games in a small box. Yeah. So, um, so this one, yeah, we start with, uh, yeah, selecting the cards you want to use to for the cathedral. So you, you uh, on player, count. player count dictates this. You go through the book, you find it, and there's three or four different variations of the red cathedral you can build. And you lay it out uh, with these cards. And these cards, are, they're two-sided. There's kind of an unfinished side of the cathedral and then a finished side of the cathedral. Yeah. And you lay it out on the, on the table and kind of make it into the shape of the cathedral. And you also have your own little player board, which is uh, your workshop. Um, which is kind of, yeah, just where you're going to be, uh, 
your tools and yeah, how you're yeah. Build it's kind stuff. of it's simulating your workshop. Then you have your the market board, where you are going to be getting resources from. Um, so. I think that's all the components, right? The cathedral, your board, and the main board. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So what you're going to do on your turn is you're going to pick one of a, one of three different actions. Yeah. Uh, the first action that you are able to pick is... Claim a cathedral section. Yeah. So you have um, on your board, on your little player board thing, you have uh, in your workshop some flags or... Banners. Banners. And the action is to take one of your banners out of your inventory because you have like a little... Um... You have an inventory of six, but four of them are like taking up spots. So you have you have 10 slots yeah. that can basically dictate how many um, how much resources yeah. you can hold. And so you start with four of them already occupied with your, with your banners. Banners. And so they're, they're making you yeah. get, get these banners as out you there take, and select some yeah, spots. Cause yeah, because as you take your banners off, it, it opens up another slot mm -hmm. for a resource. So you take your banner and you place it on one of the uh, sections, like of one the of the cathedral. cards of the cathedral that you think you want to be able to build. And each one of those is worth a certain amount of... Uh, Victory points. Victory I don't know points. what they're. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. But the uh, you always have to start at the bottom. So like you can't. Um, you have to put a flag either or a banner either on the bottom or on top of a banner that's already been placed. Right. Yeah. You have to start like at like the bottom of the cathedral itself. Like so you couldn't start level. building the top of the cathedral no. before the base was started. No. But you can claim any of them. Um, but you have to build, um, from bottom up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Either way. Um, yeah. So you're going to, for that action, you're going to take one of your flags and you're going to claim a spot. And on one of those cards, it's going to have a token, um, a tile. And you're going to take that tile and you're going to place it onto your player board in a few different spots. Um, you have options. There are six spots on your player board in your workshop where you can place this tile. And these tiles are basically bonus tiles. And you'll, you'll see that there's a green, blue, yellow, red, and white uh, spots on your player board to place these tiles and those represent the different colored dice that are in the market board so basically every time you use that colored dice if you were to take this bonus tile and put it on there it's going to be like stuck there for the game so, yeah. and then if you put it on the blue one and every time you use the blue die you're actually going to get this little bonus whatever it might be like a resource or yeah. something and that's all that action is is placing your thing, uh, just claiming that that card for yourself, and then taking the token and putting it on your player board. And just to clarify, when you are claiming the cathedral spots, um, you you cannot claim something if something below it hasn't been claimed yet. So the base, right. you can claim the base first, yeah. um, and then you could claim the next spot up. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't claim the top if the base no, hadn't been no, no. claimed yet or something like that. No. Yeah. But um, you once can, they're claimed, then you can, you start can building build in them any in order. Whatever, yeah. Because you kind of have started construction on those, yeah. basically. Um, and then the, so the second thing you could do on your turn is actually send some of the resources that you've accumulated to and these parts of the cathedral build and sections. them. Yeah. Um, and you can send three resources at a time, yeah. I believe. Up and to most cards use uh, require three or four. Yeah um resources to complete them um so mostly usually you're able to send the resources there and complete the card yeah um, but if you can if you can't like maybe you don't have enough resources to complete one or you don't have the type to complete one but you need to free up some spaces on your um on your resource track on your on your um, board mm -hmm. you can put you know one resource one here spot. one resource mm -hmm. here and in different spots just so that you can get them off yeah off your board and when you complete them, you are going to get um, some victory points, like just uh, straight up victory points uh, right off the bat. 
like yes. uh, one might be worth five or four points. And um, yeah, and then you also get some money, I think, if you... Yeah, they've got, there are two different types of points in this game. Um, you have recognition points and mm -hmm. prestige points. Yes, because there's so, yeah, there's two different kind of tracks yeah. going around the board. When you complete, complete uh, building a section of the cathedral, you get recognition points. Right, yeah. which are, are the small increments of points. But then there's the, what are the other ones? Recog or, um, prestige points, and yeah, they can put like ornamentations you... and stuff on yeah. your cathedral. Then you get more points. Because those they... ones are are, are are spread out further, right? So yeah, let's talk up... about that for a second. So we have the score tracker on the board. So mm -hmm. let's say all of the um, recognition points are going to be one at a time. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. But then let's say at the five spot, you're going to have one recognition or one um, prestige point. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have another, say, five recognition points, and then you'll have one prestige point at 10. So, but it's... Yeah, uh, it, like that's the thing is, so like every time you get a, a recognition point, you just go up by basically by one. But every time you get a prestige, a prestige point, point, especially early in the game... You could jump up like five recognition yeah, points. Yeah, you can jump up five. Or, or, or every time you move one of these, you're going to just like skip yeah up and up and up and up the further you get through the game like the further deep into the points you get the the more narrow it gets yes they get closer out, together out the gate if you start getting prestige prestige points, points you're going to start flying skyrocket up the, up the track yeah, for sure um so certain things are worth prestige and certain things are not um and so the third thing you can do is go to the resource board yes. uh, or market board acquire resources from the market yeah and what you do this is this is kind of the meat and potatoes of the game here is um where you you have this round board. Um, well, it's a square board with a round picture. <laughs> it's a rectangular um, board yeah. with a, a circle But um, <laughs> it's got a, basically this market kind of wheel um, where there's... Uh, I just wanted cheese all of a sudden. You said market wheel and I thought of wheel of cheese. Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, it looks like sort of like a pizza. It's split into... Yeah, pizza uh, pie. Here. Uh, eight different, basically, basically, pizza slices, sort of, um, where three dice can sit on the edge of each one of these up to three. Yeah. Um, but you, you, when you seed the board out, the dice kind of go out in, into random spots. Um, but what you're going to do is you're going to select one of the die. There's the blue, green, yellow, red, and white die that are available to you. And they're going to have random pips showing, and they're going to be kind of in a random spot. Um, and what you're going to do is take that die, whatever one you want, and you're going to move it that many pips around the circle clockwise uh, to to land on one of these, basically one of these slices of the pizza. Yeah. And you are going to gain resources um, from that spot, depending on how many die are now sitting on that slice. So in each slice, there's a different resource pictured. Yeah. So and there's the gems, like green gems, purple gems. There's uh, victory wood, points. There's logs. There's gold, bricks, gold, stone. coins, and stone. Yeah. And depending on which one you want, you kind of have to look at the die and see how many pips are showing and count it out. Be like, okay, if I, if I want to use the, the yellow die, it's got a five pips right now. That means I'm going to move five spots around the wheel. And you have to see where that's right. going to land. And the reason you might want to use a yellow die is that when you um, chose one of your cathedral spots, you may have taken a... Um, a resource token from there and popped it on your board in the yellow mm -hmm. die spot. And so then whenever you use the yellow die, you're also going to gain yeah. that resource. Yep. So let's say you wanted to move that yellow die and it moved five spots. You're going to move it one, two, three, four, five around the, around the circle. And you're going to land in one of uh, like three spots within that uh, slice yeah. of the, of the pie. And 
you are going to gain that many resources. So if there ends up with just your own, just one die in that area, you're going to gain one times whatever is the resource that's yeah, on that Yeah, so spot. for example, if there's one one purple gem showing, you're going to gain one die times one gem, you're going to get one gem. Yep. But, but if, if there, there was... were, say, two bricks, you're going to get one die times two bricks, you're going to get yep. two bricks. And if there were another, if there was another die in that spot when you, you landed, yes. you're going to get two die times two bricks. Or two die resources. times one gem. So yep. it's, uh, depending on it, how many dice, it's a multiplier mm-hmm. for the resource that's pictured. Yeah. So that's, resources. that's how that works. You select your die, you move that many pips, you gain your resources and do the math. Um, and then after that, uh, so you're going to, and you also only have, like we said, a uh, limited area for resources as yep. well. So you have to take that into consideration. Um, and then you're going to take your two or whatever die are in that spot and you're going to roll them and give them all new pip values yes. and put them back down into that spot and that's it. And yep. then the next person that goes there, that yellow die might only have one pip now and it only moves one spot. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're there in each corner of the board, there are kind of like these randomly put out bonus card things. I think they're influence cards. Yeah. Because there are four, they represent the four different uh, craft, like four different guilds. So yes. you've got a craftsman guild, a teamster guild, merchants guild, and the clergy. Right. And basically they're just this little, it's a card showing like, well, if you, if you are in one of these quadrants, um, quadrants, when you uh, land your die there, uh, you have also have the option to do, go to one of these guilds. And do this action. And do whatever action it might show on yeah. that card. It might be, you know, um, swapping resources that yeah, you have it might be getting victory points it might yeah, be pay you some know. money like get a cheaper mm-hmm. version of something or whatever and that's how that action works so those are the three actions that's the whole game is doing that um and you are going to yeah you're going to keep doing this round and round and round back and forth well, in our case back and forth yeah <laughs> claiming cards uh g- gaining resources sending the resources to those places flipping them over cr- uh, building that part um, until, uh, what was the, the, uh, winning clause? Um, until one person has built their sixth cathedral section, I right. believe. Cause you only have six flags to put out, I believe. Yeah. Kind of um, like and, the theme park. Yeah. Six flags. <laughs> A little different than six flags, eh? <laughs> um, and yeah, I think you have it right there, right? Yeah. For at the end of the game. So, uh, once a player has completed their sixth cathedral card, so the first player to do that, um, you get your recognition points that you gain from completing your card. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the person who has done that, they also gain an additional three prestige points right, for bringing the game to an massive. end. Massive. Well, depending. Because at, at the, the end at of the that, game, they're, yeah. they're, they're, the gap is much smaller. Yes. But still. But then once they've done that, then then all other players get one final turn before right. counting the points. So um, whoever ends the game, like triggers the end game, they get extra points and then everybody else gets one turn. Yeah. And then the scoring itself. The scoring is, is interesting. It's very interesting. They, uh, the first thing you do when, uh, when you're scoring is all players are going to move their score counter back to the uh, closest lower prestige point space. Right. If they were already on a prestige point space, they stay, stay where they are. Yep. But if they weren't, they move back. So if you're towards the end of the, like the, in the higher marks where they're closer, it's not a big hit. But if you hadn't made it up that far yet and you have to go back mm-hmm. for um, recognition points, that can be hefty. <laughs> totally. But 
But yeah, and, and then you're scoring. Yeah, the scoring is interesting because it's not necessarily what you've done. I mean, it is. Like, there's all the points that you've you've acquired right. through the game. But then the actual, like, some big, big points can be scored here at the end depending on who built the most of each, each column. of the columns. Because, yeah. like, for the one, the last game we played, that's, uh, I have a picture in front of me, there's um, four columns in the in the the cathedral that we built um and two of them had two cards high one of them had three cards high and the other one was four uh five cards high and um whoever has put in basically the most work into these columns will score what that column is worth yes yeah and then so each card is worth two uh how many points? so you get one um i'm just gonna go through kind of all of this so you get one prestige point this is aside from that um for every five materials and rubles that you have left in your um board that you can give back yeah and then you get um and then it's based on the construction so the total ta- uh, value of a tower so that's like of the column we were the, saying yeah, the column of is two prestige points for each section that is completed because not yep. all sections might be completed right Plus, you get one prestige point for each ornamentation that is on it. And so the ornamentations are the gems. And yeah. you can build one or two ornamentations on Depending. on a door, yep. on a window, or on a cross. Yep. Um, and then any sections that are not completed don't count. But each player, so what we do, you count the number of banners and ornamentations of your color that you have on the completed um, <clears throat> tower. And the player that has the highest total... Uh, receives the full value of the tower. Yes. So like you're basically fighting for dominance in these towers because yeah. like it's, it can be a huge swing if you end up having just one more thing built, just the smallest thing yeah. built compared to your uh, competitor, then you score all the points that that tower is worth. The player with the second highest total receives half the total value of yep. the tower, rounding down yep. for half points. <laughs> so that can be huge. And then the next player after them receives half of that and so yeah. on. So it just keeps going down and down and down. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind is like you need, like there's kind of like, um, not area control, I guess, but like still like. It's like how much are you building on yeah, it? How and much are you... have you put into these these sections of it? Like if um, you haven't built the most uh, sections of it, you like you better you might want to get some ornamentations on there. Right, you have to do something to, to try to, to get your, there. Like to increase your value towards that, and then yeah. it pays off huge. So yeah, that's kind of how this game works. Um, so let's uh, let's revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well? I think it lends pretty well. I think it does for sure. Yeah. For um, a little, I, like I basically feel, cards making up a cathedral, yeah. and you you feel like you're building this thing. Like it, I mean, you've got the outline there. Yeah, you're you're working towards you're like okay, I'm gonna build this section. Then you're trying yeah. to get the resources, um, the yeah, going to the market, trying to gather the resources you need. Um, that part's um, I think thematically probably the. And it is, it's not that it's not thematic, it's probably the least thematic with the dice going yeah, around. Yeah, no, but, that's not. But I think the actual physically building yes, ca- uh, the cathedral I agree. is kind of thematic. It's pretty yep. cool. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, eh, not so much, but uh, it's the mechanics are good. Yep. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the artwork. I like the artwork. I do too. I mean, that's a, a beautiful mm-hmm. theme to create art for. For sure. That cathedral is... Like it's yeah. gorgeous, right? Like it, you yeah, just... it's it's stunning, right? Yeah. So, but I think they brought it to life. I, I do. I think yeah. there's, I think it would have been a fun, um, it would have been, it would have been fun to be that those artists creating uh, the art 
because it's well. not for me. I couldn't do it. But like, <laughs> I, I just think it's been a... fun to be living under Ivan the Terrible. No, no. I mean, the people creating the art for the game. Oh, you doofus. I see. Right. <laughs> like, yes. Because it's colorful and there's a lot that yeah. you can. Yeah, um, it's nice. Yeah. And the components, pretty nice. No, I wouldn't have wanted to create. Oh, my gosh. No, you don't <laughs> want to be working on Under anything Ivan for Ivan the Terrible. The terrible. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the components are good. Nice nice uh, bits and pieces. Yeah, wooden um, uh, You wooden know, the resources. one thing I mentioned earlier, when we first got this, I thought the game, like Pax Pamir, I thought that yes. the board was going to be one of those rollout kind of like crocheted mats. This right. was what I thought it looked like from yeah. the, from the artwork, and and I thought that that kind of art or, or um, style of board almost really... like a placemat, like a cloth yeah. placemat. Yeah, but it's oh, yeah, it's like kind of like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a fabric. Yeah, like something you like uh, your grandma would have on a like a side table. Yeah, sort of thing. Like a doily. Yeah, it's kind of like a doily, <laughs> honestly. And um, I thought that that's what this was, because and not that it's like I'm not that disappointed but um i just think that that would have really lent well to this theme just yes. like an old school for uh, sure like i don't know what do you call it tapestry thing yeah. you know that would yep. just really have lent well to this particular theme but either way yeah i thought yeah, I, I thought this the components were great yep me um, too yeah so uh the rule book was pretty good overall yep I watched a couple of videos for it too, I remember, but overall I thought it was pretty good. Whenever we had to go one. back and reference stuff, I yeah. was able to go and reference and, and understand what they were and doing. And it was just pretty simple, really. Like there's just yeah. a few cards we had to reference on like what did that yep. icon mean or whatever. So overall, um, yeah, I really, really liked Red Cathedral. Um, I'd heard about it oh, forever. Yeah. And, and then... I think it was a 2020 game, our, so it's been out for a bit. Sat on our... Uh, this one didn't sit too long. Well, it's been there for at least a year. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. We also have the expansion for it, which I've heard makes it even way yeah. better. And so. I think they have a couple expansions, don't they? For this one now? Know. We have the one. But yeah. It's called the contractor? contractors. Yeah. And we we didn't use that. And I've just heard that it's uh, that makes it like even, even way better. better. And yeah. But I loved it as it was. So yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Uh, we recommend this one for pretty much anybody. Yeah. This one didn't. Like, I think ages, they say 10 plus. I think it's, that's fine. Oh, I, for sure. I think it, it would make it's sense. It's simple enough, but uh, it's got some, some great decision making. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. But that is enough about Red Cathedral. We have another game to talk about and we're going to head on over there right now. Alrighty, it's time to talk about the second game of Devere Day, and we're talking about Luna Capital, uh, designed by Jose Ramon Pal- Palacios <laughs> and uh, art by Albert Montes. Um, right. Yeah, do you want to tell them about the theme for this one? Sure. So in Luna Capital, uh, the colonization of the moon has ceased to be a concept limited to science fiction. Today, in the year 1977, it is a fully viable project. Various businesses and companies are eager to finance the development of human settlements and be the first to set up in the new colony. All kinds of pioneering colonists have traveled to our planet's satellite with the hope of being the first to build a viable and prosperous settlement suited for human life, and to sell the other colonists everything they are going to need to be happy at Luna Capital. 
So in this game, yep. the players take on the roles of the various groups of colonists. So you have engineers, scientists, exo-agriculturists, miners, etc. And you have to manage all of the opportunities um, that you get. So you're trying to basically uh, build the best colony because um, you all agreed, you signed an agreement that um, the most efficient and impressive moon station shall become the capital of the new lunar colony. Right. Uh, that's it. And I like that it's the theme is the it's like the space race stuff where like yeah. it's 60s, 70s kind of artwork. Yeah. And, it is. a I, Yeah. I didn't just, realize I like that it, it took place in 77. That's kind of funny. It yeah. does match the artwork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Luna Capital. We're going to the moon to to, uh, to make the best settlement. Um, and in this one, uh, it's a um, well, it's a it's a uh, like a tower building. Yeah, it's a card drafting and kind of like... Um, you're building know. a tableau in a specific order. Yeah, either way, you're drafting cards. So let's... let's okay. This one has a main board. And on that board... Maybe it's not a tableau. Tableau no, you usually use. So forget that. Scratch no, I said tableau. It's tile placement card <laughs> drafting. It's kind of a strange one here. Um, there's a main board which has uh, one, two, three four slots for cards yes and on, construction cards yes construction cards. those cards are cards you're going to be drafting um or well you're just going to be selecting one every uh turn i guess every you round there's there's three phases to this game and in each phase there are four rounds four rounds yes um so yeah uh these cards ha are basically divided into four kind of uh spots and on those spots are where you're going to be placing uh, tiles that yes. have a whole array of different tiles here. And, and these tiles represent like um, water purifiers. and <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have hydrogen collectors, oxygen collectors, water condensers. You're going to have different types of greenhouses. You're going to have um, like construction sites and, um, you yeah. know, businesses and, and yeah. things, homes, things like that. And it's all stuff that's going to like work off of each other so the more you have of these type that are connected together yeah it, that's that's the kind of thing that we're getting at here so on your turn you're going to you're going to take a card there's always going to be four cards laid out and then in the first turn of the first phase there's going to be a single tile below the cards yes. so you'll be you're going to be taking a card and then whatever tile is sitting below it there yes. could be one two three or four depending on how far you are into each uh phase yeah. Um, and so you're going to grab a card and on that card, it might have a permanent structure already on it, like a water thing or a fr uh, yeah. greenhouse or something. It and might you're have gonna... a meteorite on it. Yeah. And you're going to add it to your kind of like, you're going to create a little a civilization settlement. settlement on the table out of these cards. And you're only able to go three high yes. with them, but you're about, you're allowed to go as long as you would like. And something, left and right. something that's interesting in this game is that all of those construction cards, they all have a number between one and yep. 10 in the top left corner of the card. And you can lay down like you when you have a starting hand of three, I believe. And then yeah, you like that, and yeah. then you when you choose your other one, then you have four to pick from mm -hmm. and you have to choose one, place it down. Once you've placed that down. You can only you have to build off of that one. So yeah, that number above, now dictates. Yeah, yeah, you can above, below, to the right, to the left of it. Above and below doesn't matter the number, but to the yep. right and left it does. Yep. So if I put down a five as my first card, anything to the right of that five in that row has to be higher than a five and in order. 
And so yep. anything to the left has to be below a five and in descending order, mm -hmm. I should say, descending and ascending the other way. But um, above the five, I could have a, a five or a seven or a two and, and down yep. below the yeah, same Yeah, those thing. don't matter. But yeah, yeah left to right, they got to go uh, from smallest to largest. Right. Um, and uh, there are ways of getting around that. There's yes. uh, these robots you can use to cover up numbers <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But that's the general idea. So on your turn, yeah, you're going to take a card and you're going to place it and you're going to take uh, all the uh, tiles that are beneath it and you're going to place those tiles now onto one of the empty squares. On, on the cards that you have laid out. cards that you've laid out. Because each card will have generally three or four spaces Almost for you to put Almost entirely stuff. have four. There are a couple that have three yeah, where they combine two, but most yeah. of them have four. Generally, there's space for four different tiles on mm -hmm. every card. And so after the, after your first round, like say between us, we've now taken a card each and a tile each, we've placed them down, we've placed the tiles. Now you kind of refill things and you, you put the uh, new cards back out. And then now for the second round of phase one, there's going to be two tiles. That you seed out. Seeded out. And this is all card. phase A. Phases are A, B, and C. Yeah. And so, that's just in uh, progressively more interesting yeah. things that come along because yeah. you have to you have to put out different uh tiles uh yeah so these are the phase, phase a, a tiles. phase b tiles and phase yep. c tiles and there's also at the top of the um the board uh, some end game scoring stuff yeah um there are these kind of cards that are laid out um showing that you can gain get some points by uh doing a specific thing maybe being the first to have uh five cards laid out left to right or having uh three greenhouses yeah. uh top to bottom yeah and the, you know things like that and then you're going to score some some yeah. extra points for that and they can only be claimed uh once so like if i Her claim it this round you have to claim it this round or else yeah. you don't get to so at the end of the phase when you're looking to to claim them um if one person can claim them and the other person yeah. has to where they can't right yeah um there's also a, one thing i want to mention so every time so if I, if I went first and I took this card um, and I took the tiles beneath it and I did my thing, there's a token or... Um, it's called the last delivery marker. Yeah, the marker. And you're going to place that above there saying that... Um, this is where you went. This is the last place people took cards from. Um, and if you want to take cards from there, you it's, it's going to penalize you. Yes. Because you're going to have to take a card from your hand and discard it. Yeah. And the, the reason that's bad is because I think at the end of the game, every card is worth an extra three points or something. Yes. It's also bad because it takes away the... Oh, it's not good. There's the no numbers good of, thing. Because your cards, it's going to get harder and harder to lay your, t your cards out because yeah. the numbers might not work. So yeah. the more choice you have, the the more choice you have. But the, the reason <laughs> the for that marker is is just to force you to, to like take other cards and tiles that may or may not be super inviting, but it helps the... It helps move the cards and tiles out. Well, because they always get seated. So what? Mm -hmm. um, after you've gone in that section, new tiles are going to get seated there, and they might be better. So yeah. then you're going to have to pay for them. Yeah. So yeah, second turn of phase one, we're going to take a card in two tiles. Third turn, we're going to take a card in three tiles, and fourth turn, a card and four tiles. Yes. And that'll be the end of uh, phase the first phase. Then you. Uh, unload the uh, there's like a little rocket ship that's full of tiles it's yeah pretty cool component um, you take all the rest of the c tiles out of there and then you are a tiles and then you load it in with the b tiles yeah and then you start the same process over again starting with a single card and a single tile yeah and then a single card and then a double tile as you as you go through right and then you're slowly building out your settlement and you're gonna have a whole bunch of cards laid out on the table and a whole bunch of these um 
tokens all over the place and they all do different things. We're not going to go over what they are, um, but they all do depending on like adjacency or number of them or like the long, basically longest road sort of thing where if if you have uh, say water condensers or something that if the more, uh, whoever has the most of those in a row gets X amount of points. And the tiles are going to depict that. They're going to, you know, say what you're going to do. So you could get a tile and it's going to say, oh, for each one of these type of tile you have surrounding this, you're going to get two points. Yeah. Or for each of these in a row, you're going to get this many points. Yeah. Or for, you know, there's that just kind so, of thing. there's a ton of them. Yeah. And they are v- very self explanatory, but you, you just have to kind of choose what a direction you kind of want to go, go with and go it. for it. Yeah. And yeah, your my settlement will look entirely different from yours. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that you do that whole thing three times. Yeah. Three phases, so you go through the A tiles, the B tiles, and then the C tiles, and then that's the end. Yeah. We should say they do have some mitigation in here, too. Oh, they do. So they have the demolition tiles. So mm-hmm. if you're in a spot and you're like, oh, I put that in the wrong spot, or I put it in the right spot, and then with all the other tiles that have come up, it is now the wrong spot, yep. you can put a demolition tile over top of it, and then you can now yep. use it, at, put any other tile on top. Because once you've got a tile down, you can't move it. No. So... They have those. Um, you have they have tiles that some that can give you robots, and yep. those robots you can place over the number of your card. So mm-hmm. when you place a card, if it was say you had um, a seven and you wanted to lay to the right of the seven, but you only had lower cards than a seven, mm-hmm. you could cover say like a two, and then you could put that on the right hand side of yep. the seven. So it just yeah, it just mitigates the your card. Yeah, and then that that card can go wherever. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that there's simple things to kind of mitigate mistakes or like, oh, I really like to shoehorn this card in somewhere. Well, I'll, t- I'll try and draft a card that has um, a tile below it that has a robot icon mm-hmm. and gain a robot. And then you can kind of plan yeah. things out, right? They have, um, they have some tiles that uh, you get this, they call it a logistic redistribution tile. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you, when you put that tile down, you get a little chit. And when you play that chit, you can actually move two of the two of your tiles that you've right. laid down so you can kind of move where they've where they've gone yeah and um then yeah after the game ends you just kind of go through and score it and there's a scoring pad that comes with it that kind of walks you through um what to do and in what order it tells you to score these ones first and then this type and then this type and then this type and you just go all the way through um Seeing adding, how yeah. many points you got for every different type of scoring there is. Because there's, what do we have here? Four, well, one of the things five, they have on there is... Ten different scoring. Yeah, they have these little meteorites. And um, they have meteorites on the cards. And then they also have tiles that are meteorites. And they can be a bit of a pain when you're laying them down. Because they hinder you from getting your, you know, so many in a row and things like that. But yeah. whichever player has the most meteorites at the end of the game gets ten points. So it's right. a, it can be a huge swing. So you oh yeah. You, so you're constantly like looking at each other. Oh, she's trying to either them. tie or four. beat the other person. Or you just abandon. Like if you see that the person's running away with meteors, you just or something. It and you just like, to... okay, never mind. I'm just not even going to worry yeah. about those. Um, but yeah, you just go through and you score it because there's like we won't say what they all are, but there's a ton of them. A ton of different things to score, mm-hmm. and it's all generally to do with how many of this or how many of those are touching each other or how many uh things do you have uh adjacent around a certain other one yeah. and things like that right? and your game and scoring cards from the beginning if you qualified yeah and then there's every card you have left in your hand is an additional three points mm-hmm. and things like that and then you score it up and you get a big whopping score usually because um 
I'm looking at one of these in front of me, and you smashed me 121 to 89, apparently. Yeah, well, um, smash. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that's another cool one. Like a um, really fun. I really liked this one. So let's um, yeah, let's talk about theme. Does theme uh, uh, relevant? Well, yeah, I think so. Feels yep. like you're kind of building a settlement. You got all these things. Um, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a good theme. I like space. I like the moon. I like. I like the idea of settling the moon, you know, stuff like that. It's cool stuff to me. So instantly the theme was a huge grab for me. I think um, it, it's kind of hard because I think a, another level that would add more thematically to this is that if you had to have certain things, because they say in here like, well, you need oxygen and you need greenhouses and you need this, but you can choose yeah. to go in those directions. You don't have to. Yeah. But if you needed, if you were required to have like a certain amount of these and a certain amount of those, it would just, it would make, it would change the game because mm -hmm. it would be more complex and you'd be thinking about more things. I think that would add to the theme. I don't necessarily think that would make it a better game. So I think just... the thing is, I think you do accomplish that though, because you, you were drafting so many tiles that I think you're going to wind up with at least one of everything. For sure. I just think and that I'm not... And you have to place them. So it's I, not like you leave them off. I just think I'm not thinking about it. If I've right. chosen a direction, I'm not thinking about... If I've chosen like greenhouses, I'm not thinking about oxygen. Or, sure. or whatever, hydro... Like yeah. whatever. But I'm just... Yeah, I get you. I, I, I agree. That would be interesting. And again, um, like I think that would make it more thematic, but I don't necessarily think it would make the game better. No, because this, this game... It, it's very simple yes. um, and you don't need to worry about things like that. You just yeah. kind of find something that you think might work and you just try for yeah. it. And then you're going to end up with a whole random array of tiles. Anyway, you're going to be trying to squeeze things yeah. in and you're going to wind up with little bits of everything just out of pure, yeah. like statistically, you're just getting tons and tons and tons yeah. of tiles and you're just, you're going to have, everything. but I, I do like the theme on this. I yeah, think that I think it does fun. land well. Um, the little, the little robots are awesome. <laughs> yeah, know? I think everything about it is it great. It makes it's, sense. It's that yeah. space race sci-fi goofiness that's great. Like the one yeah. company I was was like the like Moon Burgers or something. Yeah. It was like McDonald's <laughs> on the moon or whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I like it. There's yeah. a taxi service company and yeah. stuff. And Yeah, so I like the theme. Artwork. It's totally cool. Artwork, guess, really great. Yeah, I really liked the art yeah. on this. Uh, the stuff really popped. So like when you have your gray um, moon... The tiles are like darker surface yeah. that you're building this stuff on. It looks very like nothing for a while, but then once you've loaded it with the tiles, it actually right. all the tiles are nice and colorful. Yeah, um, yeah, and they, they kind of pop off, and I think it looks really good, considering it's like a lot of gray. Yeah, and then it becomes like almost no gray because you, yeah, you've loaded it with colors of blue and pink and purple and whatever. Um, Rule book, huh? Rule book. No, components. Oh, sorry. So lots of cool components here. So they they didn't have to do this, but they did it. They have a, they built two little things you have to build in here. Yes. Um, one is for holding the cards and the other is for holding uh, the tiles. The tiles, I think it was essential because trying to keep yeah. a stack of tiles that tall, yeah. it'd be a mess. So I, yeah. I love that they added this and it's a rocket ship. Um, plain and simple. And yeah. You just, you just stack them inside this rocket ship and pull them out as you need yeah uh the other one is just for holding a deck of cards and i think that's just more for fun than anything yeah. um does you don't need it but yeah. it's there something you're actually forgetting because you don't see them while you're playing the game but they're actually you construct them to put them in the box for storage oh yeah and so they sure. have like tile storage in there yep. and it helps to keep them all in place 
while they're in the box. Mm -hmm. And so less need for plastic baggies, yep. I would think. Um, and just keeps them nice and organized. So you don't have to, if you organize them at the end of the game, shuffle yep. and organize, they're ready to go for your mm -hmm. next game. It, it cuts down on the, the prep time. Yep. And so that was, I thought, thoughtful and that was a good idea. I agree. And this one was recommended to us by um, Jim. Jim yeah. from, uh, he really likes uh, this one. And Milkshakes. So thank you, Jim. Yeah. This game. It was awesome. It was yep. a great one. Um, so yeah, rule book was totally fine. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it was that's an pretty simple rule book. game yeah. overall. Again, like it's anything you're looking for, you can just look it up. What does this tile mean? Oh, right. Okay. That's, yeah. you know, pretty simple. Well laid out. Pretty good. Yep. So do we recommend it? I think obviously we yes. both really had fun with this one. Definitely. This game was great. And I, one thing I really liked about this one is the speed. Yep. It was a pretty, pretty quick paced game. game. Yeah, it, it the you decision making. The you're just picking a card, putting a tile down. There's not much. You're yeah. not like pouring over thought. You're just no, playing because most of the cards are like, um, like most options are like good. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like not really a really bad option. You kind of like can go a direction, but yes. you're also having to dabble in pretty much everything. Yeah, because then the card you're gonna pick, somebody else takes it, so yeah. you have to adjust and pivot and move. And yeah, but and it's not did... a big deal to do that. No, and then you're like, okay, well, I ended up with this card in these four tiles, and oh, I, yeah, I guess well, these are greenhouses. So if if I kind of got a greenhouse thing going on over here, and I place them next to each other, or whatever the case is, and then I've got the water things over here, and, and you just try and yeah, you just, like it's pretty simple. Yeah. You're just working at it, and and I you go. I found with the scoring like. Most of the games we played, there was kind of a big difference in the scoring, but it went either yeah. way. Like, and I didn't, but I didn't feel during the game that I was, oh man, I'm just dying in this game. No. Or like, I'm, I'm so far behind or totally. anything. And then some of the games would be like, oh, I won that. Yeah. When I totally didn't think I would have. And same, uh, same with you. I think so. It was, um. Anyways, I think, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I liked that it was quick and just a nice, easy pick-up-and-go kind of game. I agree. I liked it. it. Just You flew through it and, uh, yeah, fast, quick, easy, fun. And you feel like you're in it the whole way, Yeah, really, honestly. I feel like, oh, I might win this. I'm not really sure. Well, especially because you're focusing on your own board. You're like, you're going for this and, like, they're going for something else. The only thing I ever found, even I was looking at it all, was just the meteors. Me too. I'm like, well, that's 10 points in a game. How many she got? She got six. I'm at four. I'm, I'll, maybe I'll take this card now and I'll try and equal her because it's got a meteor. And then a couple uh, of meteor card, tiles. And there's a meteor on the tile. So at least now at the end of this round, I'm going to have six as yeah. well, you know, whatever. That's the only thing I ever really looked at. Yeah. And you just kind of, yeah, have fun with it. Lay things out. See what happens. Yeah. And yeah, it's so quick. You can just play, just tear down and play again. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. So yeah, another big thumbs up. Yes. Really like the Luna Capital. And again, this one age wise, I, I don't know what. It the... says on here eight plus. Yeah. And um, I, I agree. Yep. I think that's pretty fair. I would agree as well. So, um, yeah, we have one more game to go talk about. And you will hear about that right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. 
Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at the final game in our Devere Day death battle of the games <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> episode. So what's our last game we're going to talk about? Our last game is Bamboo, designed by Herman P. Milan, art by Jonathan Cantero, obviously published by Devere. Yes. Bamboo. Do you have the um, I do the little thing there? Yeah. So in bamboo, bamboo has sustained your family for generations, and the home you have all built together stands as a testament to your collective determination and sacrifice. Each time you head out to cut and gather bamboo, you contribute contribute to your own progress now and the future progress of those that come after you. Each improvement you make is a step towards turning this place into a retreat of rest and reflection to return to after a hard day's work. In addition to seeking balance within your own house, finding a way to coexist harmoniously with the spirits of the forest can further contribute to your own happiness. Honoring the memory of those who have passed on by leaving offerings at the temples contributes to keeping the cycle of life in movement. It is what your ancestors did, just as the children of your children, just as the children of your children will do the same. (laughs) Right. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a bit trickier trickier than the first two we talked about. Yeah. Um, this um, I'll just mention bamboo. So this is in the Kamushi series. So this is the third game right. in a series that I believe started with Silk, which I haven't played, and then has Batoku, and right. then Bamboo. So it's three games in the series. So I can't speak to Silk, but right. I loved Batoku. We really liked Batoku. Yes. yes. So much we'll, bigger box. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Batoku's in one of the Devere uh, full size games. Yes. Same with uh, Lacrimosa. Uh, Lacrimosa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so bamboo. What are we doing in this one? This one, yeah. Um, You're doing bit, all sorts of things in yeah, this there's one. There's a tricky, tricky bit, bunch of little things going on here. So we have the main board, and the main board is where all the stuff is kind of happening. Um, so it's broken up into a, kind of different regions with different uh, action areas. Um, there is, in the bottom left of the board, is where the actual physical bamboo is growing. It's it's in these little um, slots, four little slots with little chunks of bamboo in these four different colors. Yeah, purple. Yeah, purple, red, red blue, and green. Blue and green. Yeah. And uh, they stack on top of each other, kind of simulating... Um, bamboo stalks bamboo growing stalks that are are growing and being uh, cut down and being cut <laughs> yes exactly uh and those those things are kind of going to be dictating when you acquire them and use them uh what actions dictating what use. actions you can use on that turn depending yeah. on what you're doing um and then on the board there are other things here so some of the actions you're going to be taking during your turns is just getting money um mm-hmm. just simply getting two uh, yen i believe um and uh uh, cooking and gaining food, which is going to be uh, these little tokens with, uh, I think it's one, two, three yes. different food. And the, those are going to be used to feed um, your family. Uh, then there is the this other action, which is basically the balance action, where you're going to be getting tiles 
so this this is a very tricky game to explain. You're going to be getting some tiles that are dictating to you uh, how your house is balanced. Those are your balance tiles. Yeah, they're the balance tiles, and they're these are kind of like scoring tiles. So like if you are able to do what it asks you to do on this tile yeah. in your house, yeah, then you'll score that tile. So, so this you can one balance in front of me, them in those certain ways. Yeah. The one in front of me here says that basically if you have a pot in the top and a tree on the left and a sandal on the bottom and a uh, like a religious monument on the right, then you can score this tile. Yes. Um, and that's kind of like how the balance tiles work. And then there's also just gaining items for your house, like objects. They're home tiles, yeah. Uh, the home tiles. So this is getting like artwork and uh, little trees and lamps and, and food dishes and uh tapestries and things like this and you're going to be gaining those and adding to your house in hopes that you can fulfill some of those balance how to balance tiles. them yeah which ones go on the right of your house on the left in mm -hmm. the center yeah and yeah. then there's on the right hand side of the board are, are these four uh, temples, temples and where you can go and place incense in these temples to honor the to yeah. honor the different um deities or whatever your ancestors yeah sure and um you have these little sticks that represent incense. Um, incense sticks, and you're going to be placing those into those um, different temples. Temples, uh, which are of four different colors: white, purple, green, and red, and corresponding on, to the bamboo, which just... corresponds to the bamboo. <laughs> so we'll get there. Um, this is a you're doing is, good. You're doing yeah, good. We're getting there, um, and then that's kind of the the different things that are on the board. And then up at the top, there's kind of a, a point track, and then uh, a, a little marker track. dictating the different seasons that you're going to run through. Starting with spring. Yes. So in spring, Good place the to first start. thing you're going to do is gain a... Gift from the forest gift tile. Gift from the forest, yes. And there's <laughs> these four little tiles. In a two-player game, um, there's slight differences between two-player or a three- or four-player game. Yeah. Um, but not really that much. Um, in this one, you just basically flip over two of these little pink tiles. And whoever's first player chooses one and the other player gets the other uh and what these four tiles are, are just simple like just um what do you want to call it uh it's a gift so it's you a basically gift, can... but it's like a, a boost to you yeah um where you can get basically a free food action a you free, can get a home tile free money uh, a home tile or, or a, a balance, balance action. action yeah and that's all that is that's all you do in the spring is you get one of these tiles do that action and you get a stick of incense and you get an extra stick of incense you start the game with three you start so I think you start with four. Yeah. Because in the first um you, No, phase, you start with three. You're right. You three, and you just then you get four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you start with three. Yeah. And then you gain one immediately um, when you're heading into the summer. Yeah. Um, so you're going to, for your first round, you're still going to, you're going to have four sticks. Yes. Um, so you, yeah, you do that quick thing in the spring, then you move to the summer. And this is where like the all mean the stuff happens. The of this happens. is, yeah. And this is, this is tricky to describe because there's, there's a lot of things that all work together. Yes. You are going to take your incense sticks. Okay? However many you want. However many you want. So I would say I've got four, right? Oh, and I didn't mention, you're going to have starting amount of bamboo on your board. You're going to have one of each color. Yes. Um, and you can only hold up to four of each color on your board. Yes. Um, and you're going to start with one of each. And then uh, early on, actually, in the game, you're going to draft out a couple extra pieces of bamboo. And then you're going to have kind of different... I'm going to have six... I think I'm going to have six total on my board and, and you're going to have six, six yeah. total and we're going to be slightly different colors and different actions. But what you're going to do with your, your, um, incense sticks is you're going to take the incense sticks from your board as many as you want, and you're going to place them into one of the temples. And 
what you're going to do is however many incense sticks of uh, that you place that you placed in say the red temple, right? I placed three there, or let's say I placed two there, and then I look at my board and I see how many pieces of bamboo do I have? Red bamboo of of red bamboo. Yeah. Do I have? I have two. Okay. So the the because they directly correlate with each correlate other. because if I put if I put two. Uh, Incense sticks into the red temple that allows me to use my red bamboo to do actions. Yes. And I'm going to take two. And so if you, depending well, on how many. Well, you're going to take all of your bamboo from that section. Yes. Okay. You take all the bamboo from that section and then you're going to do up to as many actions as you, as you placed incense. So if I had two incense sticks and I grabbed two bamboos, I'm going to be able to do both actions because on each one of those little bamboo bits is going to be a picture, an icon of an action. Yeah. One of the ones I described earlier, the money, the food, uh, the balancing, and the items for your house. Um, so you're going to take those actions, simple as that. You're going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to play these two red ones. Um, one of them's got uh, money, so I'm going to get instantly two coins. And the other one was gaining an item uh, for my house. And there's a little tableau of those tiles sitting there, of each having uh, a different... Uh, amount to so depending on where you have to pay for the them yeah one dollar two dollars two dollars or three dollars depending but the more you pay you also get yeah victory so points. that's the thing was if the the more expensive items um do give you points because for every dollar you spend you're basically getting a point as well so if i buy a three dollar item i'm they, getting three points they call them happiness points sure. not victory that was my fault happiness points happiness points hp <laughs> <laughs> well they're like little lotus petals or something right yeah um, and, uh, yeah, so you're going to get the, the actions that are on the bamboo that correlate with the color of the incense or the incense that you put in the color of the temple. Yes. <laughs> and then you're going to take those and you're going to put them at the bottom now of the stalks of those bamboo that are growing on the left-hand side of the board there. And you're going to push them up yes. into those bamboos, simulating the bamboo growing. And now your two are now at the bottom of those stalks that you just placed. And then two are going to pop out the top. And you're now going to gain those two that popped out the top and put them onto your board of whatever color they are. Yes. And they're going to sit on your player board in that colored bamboo area. Yeah. So you have to decide which actions you want to take and in which color mm -hmm. and try to maneuver your bamboo so that those are the ones that you can cut down. Yes. And that's what you're doing on that turn. You're going to go back and forth, placing incense into the different temples. Yes. And getting the, using your bamboo to do actions, loading them into the bamboo slots, pushing them up, gaining new bamboo, throwing it onto your, yeah. onto your player board. But also there's a few things at the temple. So there's these tiles that you place in the temples. I believe they're forest spirits. Yeah, there's some spirits. Um, and you're going to have them uh, sitting there face up. And they're going to have, say, this one is uh, Kappa. Uh, and it's got a picture of a balance uh, action yeah. on it. So if at the end of the round, I have the most incense sticks in, say, the red um, temple. temple, I'm going to win that tile and it's going to become part of mine. So the Kappa is now going to come over to so help that spirit, me. You've gained the favor of that spirit. Yeah. And it's going to... Give me an icon of some sort, which is going to be an action, uh, like the ones we just described. Maybe yep. getting money or whatever. And you're going to be able to tap those kind of like... Um, in the next... Like in the a next card turn, in yeah. the next round yeah. and gain that action. And yep. then most of them require money to untap them. So you have to use them kind of wisely. 
So once you've gone through and you've placed all the incense and determined whoever had the most, uh, or no, you don't do that yet. Um, mm -hmm. you, you place all your incense, you do all your actions, you're done. Then you go to the fall. Then you go to the fall. And now it's when you look to the temple and you see who had the most incense in each one of the four different temples. And simply whoever has the most, uh, you gain the top uh, spirit spirit, and add it beside your, your house. If any of them weren't claimed, you take the top spirits off. Yeah, you delete uh, anything that wasn't claimed. And now you have four new spirits for the next round. Yeah. Um, you take all your incense sticks back. Now you've got... You've got four still. You still have four. You're going to gain another one here shortly. Um, and you uh, refill all the... You slide everything Then you go to the down. winter. Yeah, you go to the winter, and this is where you do all the... Uh, upkeep. Upkeep, yeah. yeah. You're going to slide everything down in You're all the different little uh, tablets. Feed your families. Yep. So for however many home tiles you have in your house, you have you need to uh, have that much food. So if I had mm -hmm. three home tiles, I need to have acquired at least three food. For each food I don't have to feed my family, I have to go back a happiness point. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely want to get your hand on food. So you, yes. Like having food actions... Um, is like at least once around, you're going to want to try and get some food. Yes. Otherwise you're going to lose a bunch. And of as, as the game goes on, you're going to need to do it more because you're going to have more tiles yep. and need more food. Yep. So the, all the different, um, little tableaus or, or uh, markets on the board of the, uh, balance tiles and the house tiles and the food, you basically slide everything down to make whatever is left, uh, cheaper yep. to purchase as, uh, as far as the, uh, the house items goes. And then you reload it with uh, more tiles and do the same yep. thing over on the, um the balance tiles and then you reload the food um icons we and... should say with um with the balance tiles one of the things that once you can satisfy one of because you've got the the balance tiles slot into your house mm -hmm. above where your home tiles go and as a balance action you can actually satisfy one of the conditions yep if your condition is met you can just claim that tile for your happiness you points off your board and then it opens up a slot to gain another yes. balance token yes um and that's what you do and then it, now you've done the kind of the reset and you go back and you go to the second round so you go to the spring you go get another your other stick of incense you get your gift from the forest yep and then you move to the and summer you do all, you do it all again again and you're going to do that for four rounds and then that's the end of the game Yes. And then there's kind of final scoring. So you're going to have gained points that you gained through the game by um, basically completing the balance tiles. Yeah. Um, and buying, uh, getting your home tiles. That gives you points too. And yeah, every time you buy a home tile, yep. you're getting points. And then you're going to go through the kind of the final scoring. So like we said, every time you, uh, every fall, you're going to be gaining favor, hopefully, of some of these uh, spirits. And when the first thing in the in the end game scoring is basically having as many different, different spirits types, yeah. uh, collected from those temples as possible, and you get two points for every different one you have. Yeah. And then you're going to go over to the uh, oh, uh, what's that one? Basically, you're going to your your home to see how balanced it is. Right. So and this is where the balance comes in. So on your player board, as you've been adding items to there, dictated kind of how from those those balance tiles, telling you, well, we want if you want to score five points, you better have right down the middle, you better have uh, a sandal, a pot and a tree. Yeah. And, you know, so this is kind of dictating how you're how building, you're it building out. your house and how you're balancing it. But um, there's also the value on them. So, you know, like one, two or three for yep. how balanced they are. Right. So they you physically have to balance them where um, 
everything on the left side of your house has to be equal to the, everything on the right side of your house. So there are three rows and five columns mm-hmm. for your home tiles. And so the middle row it does not matter. It's it's totally no. imbalanced regardless of what numbers you have. Yeah. But you then have to balance the two columns on the right with the two columns on the left. Yep. And for any amount that they're out of balance, so you add up the little like... Because they each have a, a little number on it, a one, a two, a three, yeah. or whatever on it. So you add up all of those on either side and whatever the difference is, if it's totally in balance, Perfect. you stay where you are. That's what you want. Yep. If you're too out of balance, you have to go back two points, two points for each balance you're out. So you'd go back four points. Yep. So... So you want to you want to pay attention to those numbers yeah. and when you're placing them so that you don't end up at the end being like oh man I'm way right sided here yeah so I'm like I'm gonna lose maybe six or eight points yeah maybe, right? so you have to balance again yeah. you know with your balance tiles oh I'm gonna fulfill these and get these happiness points but fulfilling those if it means that you're gonna be unbalanced at the end might not make total sense you have to figure out which ones yep. work the best for you yep yeah <laughs> so. And then there's one other thing, uh, any of the uh, balance tiles that you may still have up top um, that you are able to fulfill, fulfill but hadn't had the opportunity to fulfill yes. up to this point, uh, you can get a half point for each one of those. Yes. Um, so if you have at least two, you can get a point. But I mean, that's... But it's rounded up. So like each of them are, are worth something and they round up in this. A lot of times you round down. So if, if your balance tile that you could fulfill is worth seven points, you would get four. Because you get to do it half, round it up. Right. That's exactly Which it, is yeah. pretty cool if yeah. you had those big ones. Exactly. So, yeah, that is how you play Bamboo. That was a tricky game. That's still tricky. Probably, <laughs> like, it's hard to... This one's a hard one to explain. Yeah. It's a puzzle is really what it is. So... But Toku was a bit hard to explain too. But again, once you get playing it, it's not, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes so. sense once you have it here in front of you. And yeah. You can see all the colors and like, okay, this makes the, you know, this works with that. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about the theme here. So did the theme land well? I thought the theme was pretty weak in this one. Yeah. The theme for me was a, a big meh. It was just not, it the, didn't like, come through no. at all. I know the what they're trying did. to do. The balance, I to me, I thought was the most thematic part of yeah, this game, the, but agree. it had nothing to do to me with the bamboo. Right, I I agree. I think the most, yeah, I agree. The feng shui, like that's maybe what they should game, have called the game. Yeah, the balancing in your home, I kind of get that. Like I get that, but the that's the, what everything is. Like honestly, in the game, you're balancing mm-hmm. your balance tiles, or you're trying to gain the points, and then you're ha- trying to balance your house. You have to balance your food for how many home tiles you have so they're in balance like all of those yeah. things are with balance but they have nothing to do like that with bamboo no the bamboo <laughs> like it yeah. seems like the name of the game was slapped onto it yeah they should have maybe called it something different um, yeah but i think yeah, that I like that the was the stuff. link to the forest and yeah, these I are guess. like the spirits of the forest but it's still it was yeah. a stretch for theme me. was definitely just meh like yeah <laughs> whatever so yeah, not not uh, not a thematic game <clears throat> per se. No, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, but yeah, I liked the balancing the house thing. But, yeah, like um, it was good. It's just that wasn't really the no. theme. The theme was about your family has always been cutting down bamboo and creating bamboo, and as you do this, like, yeah. it just the bamboo was. I thought it had nothing yeah. really to do with. The I game. agree. I wasn't thinking about the bamboo. No. It was more of a mechanic than a thematic aspect. Yes. But uh, that's that then. But what that's about, just the theme. Uh, what about the artwork? 
I love really the artwork. Nice. It's yeah. so nice. It's it's very much the same vein as Botoku. Yeah. Um, the same kind of soft colors, and yeah, uh, there's two, I'm of two thoughts. I really like the uh, the game board. Yes, it's really pretty. I think the box is pretty. Uh, the houses are a little bland. Yeah, like your player board. I mean, they get better as you load things on it, but even with the things on it, they still stay a bit bland because you're constantly removing um, the balance tiles. Yeah, right. So. You have it sitting there as a as a thing that you're trying to accomplish, but once you've accomplished it, you take it off there, and now it's just bland again. Yeah. Right. So, like yeah. at the end of the game, like their color this schemes is all are empty, their right? color schemes are matching the like which tile you're putting in. But mm. I, I agree, it is it it's is weird pretty that, like, bland. It's all yeah, whatever. Yeah. But the colors, like everything that is colored, is really really nice. Yeah. But um, then, but then again, I'll say with the bamboo, they could have used the softer colors. So I find yeah, that that's out of place. Bright. You've got like your, your incense colors are soft. You've mm-hmm. got brown, like a minty green. You've got a, like a purple. Um, but then the bamboo, you got like a, a brighter blue, a brighter green, like a stark red mm-hmm. and then purple. Whereas they could have they just could have been toned them down right? a bit. Right. And yeah. then it would have like blended more or pastel or something or even different shades of green. So it all yeah. looks like bamboo green and brown. Like, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not really sure. But, but I uh, love the board. The board, the board, like you said, is gorgeous. Really the, nice. Yeah. The, um, the box is gorgeous. Yeah. Artwork is really nice. Yep. I agree. Um, components? Then the components are... I think components are really are nice. Really nice. Um, you have cardboard, bamboo, or not cardboard, um, wood, bamboo, yeah. wooden incense. You've got a wooden um, player markers and the, yep. the season marker. There's little trays for holding all yep. the tiles. I got to uh, say, in uh, difference... When I was building the trays for the stuff for Luna Capital, mm-hmm. there was an instruction manual for how to build it. With these ones, they're simple boxes, but there was no instruction and it's all cardboard. And I had to, like, I was staring yeah. at just the picture. the picture in the yeah. book to be like, okay, did this go there? Did this? And I had to just figure it out, which I did. It didn't yep. take me that long, but it was much easier when you had just a simple page with instructions on how to do it. Yeah. But aside from that, they keep all of the balance tiles in order and all of the house tiles. And again, they fit nice in the box after, so yep. you don't have to worry about the baggies. The money are nice. Like they, they have the hole. Yeah. Right. I think it's yen, right? Yen that have the hole. Yep. Um, and, um, and cardboard yeah. chits for, yeah. Everything's really food, just nice money. quality. Yep. I really like it. Good components. Yes. Um, so, uh, the rule book, uh, was, I mean, good, I think. The rule book um, was again, good. Again, I had to watch a video, so. I have a bit of a, an issue with this too. And I, we were saying at the beginning, I like when we're talking about the games here, I like having the rule book in front of me so I can, uh, sometimes they all have different names for things, right? Like happiness points yeah. instead of victory points or what the certain tiles are called. And usually you have a list of all the components in the game. So you, as a quick reference, like this is bamboo, this is this, this is this. Mm-hmm. This didn't have that. Oh, this, weird. And so when I'm trying to like say, oh, what is this? And I have to read the board setup to try to figure out what they're called. Um, so that was a little bit off for me. Mm-hmm. But um, like reading everything, I think they explained everything really well. It, it, again, it wasn't a super difficult game to play once you got it all set up and you're like okay in this in this phase you're doing this i think the phases i thought were going to be more complex but it was simple summer was complex but spring fall and winter were like 
right? They were just yeah. lickety split. You do this, do this, do this. Yeah, on the, almost the entire game is in the it's summer. summer, right? Yeah, the rest is just like. But they did. I think. Thing. I think they explained that. I think you you learned this one too. I did. Yep. Um, did you did you read the book a lot, I read or did some you of it, watch videos? And then I watched a, little both. a couple of videos um, just to make sure I was doing things properly because this is one you want to make sure you're doing right or yeah. else this whole game would fall apart. So, um, yeah, that's a uh, rule book is fine. I think. Yeah. Not like awful. I, not amazing. I, I think it was good though. Like I, I think that they explained everything in here. If I would have, if I would have had to learn it, I think I could have from here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate you learning. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I referenced it a lot. Like whenever we had a question, I would reference and I found it really easily. They had it yeah. laid out nicely. So I, I do, I do think the, the rule book was, pretty good except for that beginning where they didn't have mm -hmm. what the components were and how much you should have i think that's imp important yeah um but, but not anyways something to go on and on about i guess no nope. but, um, but that was that so it's rule book and yeah, then now so if we recommend it or not um so we'll talk about yeah obviously i think we recommend it i do but it's not for everyone um uh, at is... the end of this we're going to talk about all three games right quickly about uh just uh, which ones we liked and then kind of what order we would like to play. these. Yeah. Um, but this one was like, this is a puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. This game. is a chunky game. Like it was thinky. You're, you really had to pay attention to what, what, uh, what, uh, incense you were incense using, you what were temple you were putting in, what it temple in. in order to use what bamboo to use, which gives you what actions. And then when you, where do you place them in order to get the different bamboo that you cut off the yeah. top that you're going to use and for you, the next round. And you can't use the same temple twice No, you, like, in a row. So if I use the red temple, then I'm like, okay, well, I can't use red next time. So if I'm pushing bamboo up, I don't want to load up with red because I need to make sure I have bamboo for right, the next gonna, temple that I can go into. Right. You're going to push the purples or whatever, just to be like, well, I, I can go to the purple. I already have one there. So if I put these two in here yeah. and push that purple up and that purple up, now I'll have three purple bamboos for for my next turn. Yeah. And I have three and, incense sticks. So it works out perfect. And I have three perfect. incense sticks. And Maybe I can get a spirit with those yeah, three. So like yeah. So you really have to think of all those things. So it's like very puzzly. Yeah. Um, so if you like that type of thing, puzzly, puzzly, puzzly stuff, yeah. you'll, you'll like this. It's not super, it's also not obvious. This one, you, you have to learn it. You, like, a lot of this is just not obvious where you just have to like, yeah. oh, that's what you do. Oh, okay. So uh, I have to do this. Then that means I can do that. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it, yeah. for me, it was like, I usually things become pre pretty obvious, but I had to like think of things like over and over, but like, is that how this works? Yeah. And like, okay, that's, I guess that's how this works. So it's not typical and not obvious. Um, but once you've got it, you've got it. That being said, I would say halfway through the, through our first game, we were, kind of there yeah like it was but we we're still questioning things like wait yeah. so can we do this or that yeah or does this mean i have to do this or do i yeah, have to use all true. of this or do i have to do like and yeah like, okay and know, that's where we reference the rules yeah. a lot so it's just again it just was like it's not super obvious but i do <laughs> like the the choices in this game where you really do have to think okay what do i want to do do i want to go for that home tile oh, i don't have enough money so i need to make sure i have bamboo for mm -hmm. money so that i can get them so the decision making in this and the order that you're going to do things in, I think, is very satisfying when it works out. Um, all the games that we've played have been really close in points, too. Like, we've very is super close. We have I never think had within two or three every time, every game. We have not had a, a runaway game nope. with this. And so I like that because it's you're doing the same kind of things, but your boards are different. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, it's it's a lot more thinky. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this won't be for everyone. But if this sounds like your jam, great. But I but. definitely do recommend it because I like the thinkiness in it. I yeah, really do. I recommend it as a very puzzly game. Yeah. Like if you like that stuff, then yeah, yeah this is pretty cool and it's in a, a small box. This would be a lot. Um, well, what do they say for age on this one? Uh, I don't know. Is it right there? I think on the side of that age, box. Age uh, fourteen plus. Maybe um, not fourteen. I don't think but so. I don't think it'd be necessarily for a ten-year-old. Our oldest could play this. He could, but yeah. he's he's going to be eleven. And he's a he smarter could, gamer. Yeah, but he's he picks kid. up on things. But yeah, he could do it. So he could do it. But yeah. I, I'd say 11, 10, 11, 12 is probably the minimum. Yeah. You know. Agreed. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's not definitely not for everyone. Uh, but, okay. So, we do recommend it, just not for everyone. Yes. It's a very puzzly, thinky thing. Um, so, of these three, what's your favorite? Well, we're going to do that game, Nay. Hey? Yeah. This is not what I thought we were doing. But, anyways, okay. Wait, what do you of think my favorite. Well, because I... I, I like them all. Like, all yeah, of these games. Yeah, but let's games. say you can only play one of these now. No, don't do it like that. Why? Because... I I liked I liked Red Cathedral a lot because I think that um, if I had to pick one on top, I think it would be that. And because it had um, the game was pretty quick as well. Mm-hmm. You're again, you're not really because you have the dice where you're moving the dice around. It's not super thinky because you're just you can't really control it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just trying to build up the tower and it's a very finite whoever builds the sixth one first that's the game end trigger so i really like that i like how um i like the the speed of that kind of matched what you should be doing and it 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 seemed like one that a lot of people could get behind Mm -hmm. and so i really um i enjoyed that one a lot i would say i enjoyed that one the most yeah if i had to say (laughs) i'm not good at decisions people (laughs) <laughs> my so for me it it came down to um yeah i i liked all three of them for sure i did um i liked uh or a uh, bamboo was was um uh difficult for me out the gate and i was starting to be like oh man this is like like i don't know i was getting like a little frustrated to begin with and how this works and whatever and so bamboo uh, at the end of the day it, it really came around for me yeah um but uh i still think luna capital is my favorite of the three um okay i just liked the uh i love the the scoring on that i love the just getting a whole bunch of different buildings and trying to and trying to like puzzle piece like okay if it like trying to group these ones together or make these ones into a line or like i really like that type of stuff yeah um and so yeah i just enjoyed that i enjoyed the theme i enjoyed everything about that game i but red cathedral's right there too i really like that one as yeah. well but at the end of the day i think i liked luna capital the best okay um and then i would put just uh red cathedral right there with it and then bamboo i can kind of take or leave Okay, so you did your three in one. So you did Luna Capital, then Red Cathedral, yep. then Bamboo. Yep. Okay. Like I love, I loved Luna Capital and Red Cathedral. Didn't love Bamboo. Okay. I liked liked Bamboo. Okay. So yeah, I had Red Cathedral first, and when I started playing Bamboo, I thought it was going to be probably my least favorite of them, and I. I don't even like saying least favorite because I like them all. But, They're all good. But, but I think that Red Cathedral and Luna Capital are like excellent. Well, I I thought I was going to like Luna Capital 
more than Bamboo just because of I really like the speed of that game. It's really quick. You can pick it up and play it and then it's done. Like it's a very quick game and I like that. I didn't really have to think too much. It was just pick up, put down, pick up, put down. Yep. But then the more I played Bamboo, I really enjoyed the thinkiness of that game. Mm -hmm. So I think I liked, I think I enjoyed Bamboo more than Luna Capital. Wow. So... I it really turned around. The more I played it, the more I was like, nope. I like the decision making in this one. I like the the thought process. Theme aside, where it doesn't really you know yeah. click, no. but um, but I yeah. So I would say Red Cathedral, Bamboo, Luna Capital. Nothing against Luna Capital. I think that wow. game is awesome because <laughs> so we're we're backwards. Then. Yeah, and I it's funny because I I totally thought I was gonna go in with. Luna Capital above, but I think they're they're very close. Like how your Red Cathedral and Luna Capital, yeah. that's my kind of bamboo and Luna for very different reasons. Bamboo was longer, but I just yeah, I enjoyed the the thinkiness. Well, there you go. Three good um three really fine games. Um three very different games. Yeah. So yeah. That's our Devere Day episode. Yeah. Let's uh yeah, we're <laughs> at uh an hour twenty here, so we gotta run. Um hope you enjoyed that we'll try and do um more like this i think depending on uh, how this one goes but i would like to do like these publisher ones where you kind of mash up yeah and see yeah. put them against each other and see what i don't like, like putting games against each other I, do. I don't i like it it's hard for me i like them all <laughs> you gotta do hard things sometimes no yep no. We'll, we'll pick a different publisher <laughs> and put them into the cage match as well so yeah. <laughs> okay well, I think that's it. We're going to call that an episode. We are going to run. Um, so you can find us on X. Oh, not Twitter. <laughs> um, at Meeple Dungeon, uh, our YouTube channel, The Meeple Dungeon, and uh, contact us on the email, uh, themeepledungeon at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we're going to run, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye bye.